This episode is partnered with Refresh Juice, Perth cold-pressed juice and cleanse programs with local and native produce. It's Left of Field with Danny Kavanagh. Hello and welcome to the Left of Field podcast. As always, I am your host, Danny Kavanagh, and today I'm going to be sitting down with an extraordinary Fremantle Dockers player. That's right, her name is Evie Gooch. Uh, boy, does she have quite the life on and off the field. The Dockers are doing really well currently in women's competition. They just finished round three and boy, have they notched up the wins. But Evie is also very busy off the field. So we dive into her whole life and get the full lowdown on what it's like being a firefighter in WA. So keep listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, Evie, and welcome to the Left of Field podcast. How are you going today? I'm really good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Now, it's been a big few weeks for you. Why don't we start off with how the Dockers are going You guys are just finished round three. You had a really good win. I know you weren't over there with the girls, but how has the season kicked off for the team? Yeah, really good, actually. I think pre-season was a huge step forward from what we've been before. The girls were fitter already at the start of pre-season, so we didn't have to worry about doing any extra running. Everything was football-related from the start. So I think that's reflecting now in the sense that all the girls look like they're on the same page with each other. We're all really in sync and we're just playing better footy together now. Sitting second on the ladder, obviously had a really good season last year before it was derailed with COVID. Are you happy with how the team is tracking for the rest of the season? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think even from last round, standing up to the test against Adelaide, which was a great game from both teams, I think we're really on track for what we wanted to see this season and even further. You guys have had a few years to really gel together. Who's been a standout for you? Who have you really enjoyed playing alongside? Someone like Sabrina Duffy, definitely coming in a couple of seasons ago. She's really stepped up this season definitely in terms of not just her fitness but how she's fitting in with the forward line there and the way that they're all working together. I think just generally the forward line as well has been something really cool to watch because individually they're all really talented but now that they're on the same page with everything they're really synchronized it's just so good to see so definitely someone like Sabrina Duffy and Jazzy Stewart as well this is her second season with us and that left foot is just really handy in that midfield especially with our backdoor options we can swing it out the other way now so we're pretty open on both sides and she's really stepped up to the challenge this season too. Yeah you've got a strong forward line and mid but you can't forget you and the other defenders in the back what do you think is the reason to Frio's success? I think our resilience is really really strong at the moment like we we were down in the first quarter against Adelaide and from all accounts the girls weren't even phased they were happy with how they were playing they knew that if they kept going the way that they were going and fixing up the little things then they would definitely, you know, stick it out towards the end and and we'd come out on top. And I think just the belief in each other, so the resilience, the belief, just the trust that they all have, um, I think that's the real winner for us. It's not the the capability on the field. It's, It's what we think behind it and how we go with each other off the footy field. Yeah, let's take it back to the beginning. How did you end up in the purple? I was playing soccer for 14 years. And then our club kind of disbanded and I needed somewhere to go. I'd never played, I'd never gone a season without playing any team sport. So I bumped into a friend 
at the gym who said, come down to East Fremantle Football Club for pre-season training just to get fit and see if I like it. I did, and I got into the state 23s that season, and the same season I got drafted to Fremantle. Yeah, so I put my name into the draft that year just to kind of see how it would go. My partner at the time thought it would be a great idea, and now I'm in. Playing soccer for your whole childhood, what are the similarities between the two codes, and did that help you transition into footy and an elite environment with the football? Yeah, well, I was normally a goalkeeper with soccer, so that was really handy in terms of my hand-eye coordination, big kicks, knowing how to talk to players in front of me. So I think that was a really big benefit from the soccer to the footy was that I was used to playing in the back line, used to being under pressure and used to being able to direct players and seeing the whole play out in front of me. So that was very handy. Also just generally that being in a team, knowing that you know, I've got 12 other girls relying on me. The same with footy, I've got 16 other girls relying on me. So we all do it for each other. It's a really selfless sport and soccer being in the back line, there was lots of pressure and those goals were always a team, team effort, but it always felt like it was your problem down the back if you're in the goals. Now, overall, I think just, yeah, the general team aspect of it, it was something that I really loved, obviously, being in a team for 14 years at, at soccer. So being able to be in another team at footy and it's bigger, there's more players on the field, bigger clubs. So it felt like a really big family. And how was your p- first season playing football? How did you go and were you did you take to it like a natural? I'd kick the footy with dad growing up. So I was pretty happy kicking the footy, but it was Pretty weird. I think it took me about three years to really understand the game. So this is my first season where I feel really comfortable in in a footy team. I was still learning the game when I was drafted to Frio. So it was a lot to take in and it was more just getting an understanding of how the game worked, moving the ball, all the little skill things. Do you think, obviously, you're still learning the game, like you said, that that's really picked up now for the women playing the code? Yeah, absolutely. And and you can see it now with the girls coming through like Mickey Hyde and Sarah Veria. They've played through the code throughout the development from like youthies. So they've had a ball in their hands and they've been playing in a team for that long now. Whereas at the start, our girls, we were jumping in, coming from another sport, coming from maybe playing kick, but then not being able to play footy again until we were old enough to play in the women's league. So there was a big gap of no football for us. So we really lacked in a bit of understanding and general skills. But now those girls coming through, everything's so natural. They move around with the ball a lot better. It's easier for them to understand structures and just general what the coach wants in the team. So it's a definite advantage now. And, and I feel like my spot is threatened quite a bit when, when I see youngins come through because they're fast, they're fit, and they understand the game so much more. And I'm only just feeling like I understand it now. So, yeah, they're a big threat, the youngins. Your time in the competition, would you say that's the biggest change you've noticed? What has been the biggest improvement? Yeah, honestly, I think the last two seasons, the skills have really polished up a bit. So we're playing more of a kick and mark style footy. We're able to open the game up and slow it down when we need. So I think we're finessing it a bit more now. We're able to change the pace of the game. We can rely on the fact that we're going to hit up a target and it's not always going to be a drop ball now. So we don't have to sacrifice players to be crummers at contests as much. You know, we can rely on the fact that, yeah, they're going to take that strong mark in the forward line and we can afford to open up and switch the ball and play our open side footy like we really want to. 
How has the support side of it been? You know, the crowd aspect, the fans getting involved. How's it been for a player to watch it kind of take over the country? Yeah, it's it's awesome, especially rocking up to Frio Oval and seeing the fans stream in and seeing purple everywhere. It's just incredible. And even our game at Optus Stadium last season with the Derby, it was so good to see two teams filling up a stadium and all those colours there. So I think seeing little girls running around in their jerseys when we do little clinics, even around the streets, it's so good to see and it's it's really it puts a smile on my face and I know it, it makes the rest of the girls really happy to see young girls being able to look up to us because back in the day we were looking up to the men's AFL players like my favourite players were Glenn Jakovic or, or Barry Hall but now girls can look up and say I want to be like Kiara Bowers and I think that's so exciting to see. In your opinion, do you think the AFLW should expand? Do you think it's ready to go into Tasmania or the Northern Territory? Look, it's hard to say. I think obviously we want to see more teams in we want to see more girls playing. At the same time, is the fixturing going to work? Is the conference system going to be a thing? Like, I think leaving that up to the ASL for now, I'm totally happy with the way that it's going and seeing the expansion as well at the younger grades. So more young teams coming in, more Waffle W teams, first of all, I think, especially in WA because, yeah, we've got five or six Waffle W teams feeding into the two AFLW teams. Once we get more girls coming through and getting the talent group a bit bigger, then potentially there's more room for for more teams to come through. But I think now we're really seeing a big growth in the girls' skills and the developments. But in terms of the the actual league and, and making it bigger... You know, I'd love to see it, but at the same time, I'm really happy with how it is now and, and how it's tracking in the long run. Yeah, that's right. I think that we need to build up the younger years. So we're not stretching that talent pool. I think we've seen it a little bit over this season, maybe the 14 teams. There's not quite enough talent to kind of even them out. We've got a lot of the expansion clubs at the bottom of the ladder while the more established ones are at the top. Do you think more teams would then dilute the competition? Yeah, and that's one of the issues we had in WA with our Waffle League. We had eight teams and there were teams that were not winning a game in the whole season and and being thumped by 200 points. And that's not fun for anyone. And all the girls in those teams lose their their wanting to play and then they're not happy. So I think keeping the clubs as they are now and being able to really make them strong and letting those newer teams develop and get another couple seasons in the AFLW will really help. And then this will be a fully strong competition and not having those newer teams lagging behind so much. And then, if needed, expand it. But definitely there's that issue of diluting the talent, which is what we've seen in WA. Obviously, COVID has wreaked havoc on multiple sports across the country and the world. And we've already seen that fixture changes have been challenging for clubs and players this year going to hubs and that how has that been for you personally and the team well honestly it's been really difficult I think there have been girls that it's been doable for them so what we were told last round was that we're going to Adelaide we're going to play that Adelaide game in South Australia and then we're going to go to Queensland for two weeks at least if not a little bit more so we were given the better part of three days to to organize it with our employers and most of the girls managed to get it done on their own and then we had some help from the club, you know, really really pushing for the employers to understand what was going on and how difficult it is for everyone at this stage. And so everyone was able to go except me. I wasn't able to get 
any time off or, or shifts covered or anything like that, especially with the uncertainty and potentially even having to quarantine on the way back, that's an extra two weeks that we'd then have to take off work. And I just wasn't able to, to organise that, unfortunately. But I know that, you know, if we have to go into a hub again, if there's organisation from the AFO in saying these are the date, this is how long, this is what's going to happen at the end of it, we can guarantee no quarantine or or that sort of thing, that's what the girls would really like to see because we got that hub cut short. We just played in Adelaide and now the girls have had to repair their relationships with their employers saying, no, I'm, I'm actually here now for the next two weeks. I'm not away anymore. So people have been put in really tough positions and, you know, it was so hard for me to, to say, sorry, girls, I, I can't be there. You know, I tried and it just wasn't possible for me. Yeah, it is difficult. It's stressful. We all have full-time jobs and careers to worry about and families. Kiara Bowers was lucky enough to be able to take her partner and her baby over. So that was really good in that sense. So Fremantle were really accommodating, but it's it's more the AFL and we need to see some some certainty in the things that are happening to make this time as, as stress-free as it can be because it's already quite stressful on the girls. And we want to see good footy. We don't want to see players stressed out and worrying about their home lives. No, exactly. It's so different having you know, all the women as professional athletes, but also having to earn an income on the side. Do you see that changing in sometime in the near future? I don't think it's going to be near future. I think it may be in the next eight to 10 years rather than three to five that we were thinking originally. But look, I do think in the long run, we will be able to have girls that are full-time athletes and not worry about having another job and having a season that actually runs for a majority of the year and not worrying about the other six months of the year, that we have to still keep ourselves fit and ready for footy, but have a full-time job, study, other work commitments, that sort of thing to worry about. Now, you clean your house, you clean your teeth, you clean your clothes. But when was the last time you cleaned your gut? That's right, Refresh Juice want you to start 2021 with some new healthy habits and they have the perfect way for you to do that. Why not try some of their fresh unpasteurized juices or jump on board with their juice cleanse? That's right, it's the best cold-pressed juice cleanse in Perth, if I don't say so myself. And you can choose from three levels, ranging from fruity to more vegetable-based ones. There's eight juices you have per day and ranging between one to five days. It all depends on how game you are. Kim, who I'm speaking to today, he actually does these cleanses himself. And honestly, that man optimizes health and fitness. So if you want to be like him or just kickstart your health journey, why not jump on the refresh juice cleanse? Use the code left of field to get 10% off your first order. So slip slowly, smile and enjoy. Refresh juice have got you covered. Talking about other jobs on the side, it's been a busy few weeks for you. Can you tell everyone what you do, how you earn any income and what else you do for the community when you're not on the footy field? Yeah, well, I was lucky enough to be recruited as a firefighter with the Department of Fire and Emergency Services in WA. So I went through the academy with another AFLW player, Emma Swanson, who's the captain of West Coast Eagles. So we went through the academy from July through to December last year, and we graduated mid-December and were out straight into working the Monday after the weekend we graduated. So balancing that with footy was quite challenging, but it was lucky that we were both together so we could bounce ideas off each other and, and help each other out when we needed. But yeah, so over 
the last month, you know, February, we've had some really bad bushfires, both up north in Wurrulu and then Red Gully, and then we had some down south, which were really challenging times. I was lucky enough to only have one shift up at Wurrulu, but it was long enough. It was straight after a footy game and I spent 22 hours working with a really good crew of mine, actually, which I was really happy with, but it was my first really big incident. So that sort of thing kind of puts things into perspective, seeing people lose homes and, and everything like that. But in terms of accommodating that with footy, Fremantle have been really good in, in letting me train on days that are a bit more suited to me if I can't get into the club with the girls. Um, and then also understanding if, you know, I need to not go away in a hub, that sort of thing. But yeah, so firefighting is, is my full-time career and the shift work is pretty challenging, but it's really enjoyable and rewarding seeing the, the things that we can do in the community and, and how we can help out people. Yeah, it's amazing and big thank you to you and all your co-workers who helped fight those fires for quite a few weeks and continue to do so. What's it like being on the front line? It's, it's hard to say. We're, we're pretty exposed to that sort of thing. So seeing a big wall of fire and seeing 10 to 15 metre trees fully engulfed in flames can be really frightening at times. But I think when you're there doing a job and knowing that, okay, I'm here to, to protect someone's house and make sure that they don't lose their whole property you kind of forget about that sort of danger and you just really work on the things that you're taught and, and your training comes into play without you having to worry too much about it. So it was quite, my first probably 30 minutes there was really eye-opening and then you get your head down and you do your job and you get tasked on what you need to do and, and it's all just making sure that you can do the best by the community there. Any of that strategic thoughts come into play when you're playing on the footy field as well? Do you find that there's Absolutely. similarities between the two careers that you currently have? Yeah, yeah. You can definitely draw draw lines between them. I think that being under pressure in any situation, allowing yourself to, to get worked up and stressed out about it is obviously not not in your best interest. So I think the, the experience I've had with footy, first of all, knowing that in the back line, if you freak out, <laughs> you're more than likely going to concede a lot more than just one goal. But... Being able to level your head and, and be composed in the back line under pressure is, is similar in terms of going to a job and, and seeing a house fully engulfed in flames or a really terrible car accident and knowing, okay, well, this is my task. I've got to go do this, this, make sure that I'm safe and then try my best to keep these people safe and, and save what I can. You can definitely see some similarities in those things in the composure and the stress component of it. So then what do you like to do away from these two high-pressure environments? How do you like to unwind and how else do you spend your time? I've recently taken up some Sudokus in, in the daily newspaper, so that kind of calms me down a little bit and lets me unwind. Um, otherwise, I try and spend a bit of time at the beach, go and get coffee, spend time with my, my best friend, Alex. She kind of lowers me a bit and keeps me in line, which is really nice. So yeah, just having lazy days on top of the, the really high stress situation days is, is really good and spending time with my family and stuff like that, it just, it really helps kind of, you know, level things out and make me happy. Yeah. I do the daily crypto crossword in the newspaper, so I, I enjoy that as well. They're, right? good, they're good little games. It's fun to do even at, at the coffee shop in the morning and just have a go and get the brain going. Oh, that's right. I think it's it's really good for your brain and then it also kind of just reminds you that it's not all about running around and, and saving lines or following a footy. Have you managed to keep up your interest in CrossFit? Because you've got two very physically demanding jobs at the moment. Do you have time to compete or... Yeah, well, Kate Starr, our high-performance manager at Frio, is very rigid with our gym's schedule, but she kind of puts some CrossFit 
components in, which is really good for me because it gets me to be able to satisfy that without having to go and sneaky do some workouts. I still coach at the gym, so my manager's been really good at helping me out with just being organised in terms of which month I can come in and do some, some morning sessions and stuff like that. So I've been able to stay there and coach a couple of times a week, which is really nice to just keep in touch with everyone that I've been working with for the last few years, keep my love for that that sport as well, because it, it was obviously a really big part of my life as well, being able to compete and coach, and that was another way that I earned my income. So, yeah, I've just really loved the family there as well and everyone, and I'm still able to coach, which is, yeah, makes me really happy. I believe how many jobs you have going at once. You are very busy and it's quite shocking to think you're doing them at a high level. What are then some words that you use each day to keep you motivated, to keep you rocking up and to put in 100% in all the different avenues that you're chasing? Yeah, well, when I turned 18, I decided that I would do what everyone did and get a tattoo. And I got this (laughs) piece of script on my arm and it's just three words and it says, do it better. And I... Sometimes I look at it and I hate it, but I think the meaning behind it for me is is really important. It just reminds me that sometimes you get caught cruising through things or just going autonomously, and I think it really reminds me to just push forward and, and do things better and give a bit more to what I'm doing, and that helps me keep improving, and especially like with my sports, I choose little things to think about that'll keep pushing me, and, and with other things as well, just like work, and you know, it reminds me to fold my washing and all that type of thing. So it just keeps me in line for, for all aspects of my life. And yeah, it's a it's a little cheesy thing, but it also, it means a bit to me and it, it helps me. When can we expect to see you back out on the footy field then with the team? Well, I'm up for selection this week. I had a, a full training session last night with the club and I'll be in on Friday as well. So we've got our two main sessions this week. So hopefully I get a look in. If not, I'll be there supporting the girls anyway. And like Trent said at the end of the Adelaide game this week, selection is going to be a huge headache for him because he's got so many players available. He's got Alex Williams back, and I'm not sure if Anne McMahon's back this week or in the next couple, but he's going to have a real tough time selecting the team because he's got so many options now, which is probably not what he's used to. But yeah, I'll be up for selection this weekend, so hopefully I'll be out with the girls. Perfect. Well, hopefully we'll get to see you come home with a win. Thank you for chatting to me today. I really appreciate it. It was great to hear all about your very hectic life. (laughs) Thanks, Danny. I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode and a big thank you to Evie for giving up her time. I hope you enjoyed that chat as much as I did. If you haven't already, why don't you go and subscribe to the Left of Field podcast. That really helps me and I would really appreciate all the support. I will be back in your ears again next week with another Ripper Chat.